Welcome to Business Chit Chat, a podcast from Headwaters RCD and Butte Local Development Corporation, also known as BLDC. I'm your host, Kayla Lappin, our Director of Marketing and Business Recruitment. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about how to succeed as a small business in Southwest Montana. First things first, though, Headwaters RCD and Butte Local Development Corporation are local and regional nonprofit organizations focused on the economic vitality of Southwest Montana. We serve a seven county region. This includes Anaconda Deer Lodge County, Beaverhead County, Butte Silver Bow County, Granite County, Jefferson County, Madison County, and Powell County. Say county one more time. If you're in Silver Bow County, BLDC is in the middle of our 2023 annual membership campaign. When you become a member of BLDC, you directly support the economic development and well-being of Butte Silver Bow. So be sure to join or renew your membership today. You can go to bit.ly slash join BLDC. All right, today we're talking about what it takes to succeed as a small business in general and in Southwest Montana. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Kayla Lappin, the Director of Marketing and Business Recruitment for Butte Local Development Corporation, or BLDC. A quick note about my background. I've been in marketing since 2012, and I've also been a small business owner since 2014. I've actually owned two small businesses since 2014, one that failed and one that is still going pretty strong, and my own definition of success has changed over the years. One of the things I wanna talk about today is success in small business, what does it look like? I pulled together several members from our staff team here at Headwaters RCD and Butte Local Development Corporation. And today we're gonna to talk about all things success in business, what resources we have available, and maybe something a little less talked about, the definition of success, because guess what? I'm gonna ask everyone here today and they're all gonna give you a different answer. No, we rehearse the same answers, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so let's jump right in. I have Sam Motsko here. I have Courtney Leffler. I have Jess Pendleton and our executive director, Kelly Sullivan. And if you guys could each introduce yourselves and your programs, tell us a little bit about what you have going on. Sam, why don't you start? Sure. Um, Again, my name is Sam Muchko. I am the Food and Ag Development Center Director here at Headwaters, and I am also the Homebuyer Education Specialist. So I do wear a couple of hats here, um, and then I have a few things going on in my personal life with some of, I guess, what you would call like side hustles or passion projects. <laughs> I've kind of done it all. Um, so talking about the definition of success to me it's just so personal and it's kind of about where does this specific business fit into your life and what is ultimately your mission um profit and margins are always going to be a critical part of your business but i think they can take on less importance when you're say operating a side hustle that's not your main source of income for your family um, or operating a nonprofit and maybe your goal is to serve or fill a need in your community. Um, I've also worked in the medical device industry for over a decade where success can look more like using say the most cutting edge technology in design and manufacturing or creating a product that appeals to larger companies for a potential buyout. 
Um, Mm -hmm. so it's really unique to your business. And I think, um, ultimately it always goes back to your mission statement. When you're starting a business, you have the opportunity to craft a mission statement that is unique to your business and how it fits in your personal life. Um, I always like to tell clients that anytime you're making a big decision in your business, you should go back to that mission statement and kind of use it like a guiding light. Yeah. It's like the heartbeat. It is. It is. And it's like, anytime you're struggling to make a decision, you can look at your options and say what aligns best with our mission statement. What are we trying to achieve here? Um, it's interesting because Southwest Montana is, what I've noticed in the seven years I've lived here, it's made up of mainly small businesses or like solo entrepreneurs. Um, working for a corporation, there are so many degrees of separation between like the owner, the CEO, and just the general employees that I think unless you have a management team who's really dedicated to embodying that mission, it can get really lost in translation. Um, And that's where you really see people clocking in and clocking out for a paycheck, their healthcare benefits, which is great. (laughs) Um, I personally, that's, (laughs) that's something I look for in a job. I like the stability of that. And that's kind of why I choose to only operate small businesses on the side as a passion project. Um, I like not having that pressure. And again, the profits and the margins are a little bit less critical. You can stay focused on what your ultimate goal was. Totally. And I think I love that we get to be here at Headwaters RCND and BLDC. We get to be that support for these businesses, trying to get that primary source of income, trying to get things off the ground. Because I think I know I've been there in my business and Sam, you've been in there in your business. It's it's a ton of pressure and it's your whole life and it's your livelihood and it's your family and everything is on the line. And so when we're talking about success in a small business, success is often your livelihood as well. Yeah. Um, and it's so intertwined. And I know as a entrepreneur, a lot of fear can kind of creep in and you're thinking, oh my gosh, what if I don't make it this next quarter? What am I going to have to do? Yeah. And I love how you brought up you know, you got to go back to that mission statement. What are we doing? I think so often business owners are afraid to, at least in, in my own personal experience, you're afraid to do what's necessary, but because, you know, things are working a certain way and maybe you're working extra hours and you're, you're feeling a little bit out of alignment and that fear creeps in. And it's like, if you go back to your mission, you go back to your why, you really can get back into alignment with what you want to be doing. And that can be really difficult when you have to like mm, cut a part of your business or yeah. maybe you need to grow a part of your business and that fear of growth kind of comes in a little bit. Well, I think there's actually like a lot of pressure to it's continue so much to pressure. grow your business. I think a lot of people starting a business like really feel the pressure and feel the need to keep growing, growing, growing to look successful. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big believer in like slow and steady yeah coming back to alignment yeah Yeah. because oftentimes that big growth is just out of alignment and you're working extra hours it's like oh this isn't why I got into business I wanted to be my own boss yeah yeah um because you've had did you run a business in Phillipsburg I can't remember you were telling yeah so I've been involved in like a lot of small businesses since moving to Montana. Some of them I've founded, some of them I've owned, some of them I've just worked 
like directly under the owners or the CEO as kind of the operations manager. Um, So I've kind of seen all of it. Um, And it changes from from business to business. It's always a different goal. And um, you operated a business pre-pandemic, right? And then did you have to go through the pandemic? So (laughs) I was running a restaurant. Yeah, I was running a restaurant and we did shut down in March of 2020. And that was really sad. But a um, lot of businesses had to make that tough call. That was such a difficult time. And for us... um, my friend who owned the restaurant lived in another state and I was running it for him. And like a big part of what we were trying to accomplish in that restaurant was, um, it's really tough in a small town to hold on to your staff. And so we were always trying to do what was best for our staff. And, Mm. um, we went back and forth trying to decide if it was the right move to just permanently shut down after that. And I know that the owner feels some regret sometimes about having to make that decision. But I tried to tell him, like, ultimately, none of us knew what was going on. It was a very scary time. It was what was best for our staff. I don't think anybody there wanted to work in an environment where they were feeding people. Yeah. And there were no masks and it was the height yeah. of the pandemic and there were really no solutions at the time. Yeah. yeah. And um, regardless of where you're yeah. at and all of that, it's like we just didn't know what we didn't know yeah. back then. And I love how you're bringing up the region, right? Phillipsburg is a small town. Yeah. You only have so many staff available. You know, you only have so many resources. And I think that's a unique challenge of the Headwaters region is you're you're running these businesses and i think in our total region kelly Courtney, jump in here if i'm wrong but we have about eighty six thousand people yes. in in the yeah. region <clears throat> and um we have something that's called what is it daytime foot traffic i was getting yeah. into these analytics yesterday for recruitment purposes and so we often will have more people in the region throughout the day yep. who travel and then they go back to helena or, or bozeman um so we do have, we capture some of that, you know, there's, there's usually more people in the region than who call it home. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's some of those unique challenges of being in a small town. Right. Um, and I feel like even now we're seeing people here in Butte Silver Bow too, that live in our community, but work outside of it. So maybe yeah. Helena, Bozeman, Missoula, I think a lot about can't live there because the cost of living is so high. Totally. Silver Bow is still affordable. Yeah. Our regions typically tends to be more affordable. I was thinking about Deer Lodge's daytime traffic because a lot of people I know yep. commute from Butte Silver Bow to Deer Lodge. Right. And like, I hope those business owners are capturing that when they're thinking about their market, <laughs> right? Because it's not just your population, it's no. who's coming. Yeah. Um, well, thank you, Sam, for sharing a little bit about what you think success is and what it means for you and how it's changed. That it, it For me as a business owner, it just continues to evolve. Absolutely. Yeah. Every time. And every where you're at in your life. Time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first started my business a few years ago, I only had one kid and now I have three kids and, you know, things change, priorities change. And I'm, I think as I, as they grow up, you know, it's going to change again. Um, and Courtney, you've been working with SBDC for how many years now? So I, it's kind of confusing. Um, when I started at Headwaters, I... I guess introduce yourself, too. Yeah. You were on last week's episode, but yeah. maybe people aren't listening to yeah. every episode. Um, again, my name is Courtney Leffler, and I'm the SBDC Regional Director for Headwaters in the BLDC. And like Kayla was asking, how long have I worked for the SBDC? So it gets a little tricky. When I first started at Headwaters, I started out as the business advisor for the Small Business Development Center. 
and was doing that for just about three years. And then I switched into food and ag for a year and a half. And then I quickly moved back into SBDC when the position became available. So um, as the regional director, it's just over a year, um, but total with my advisor and that kind of experience, I would say closer to four. Yeah, and I think food and ag don't discount that because you're still helping small businesses, a little bit different sector. Yeah, but exactly. But you have been helping businesses for five years now. Right, and at the SBDC, our mission is to provide tools and guidance to help small businesses succeed. So for any individual that is looking to start a business or expand their current business, the SBDC is really the best place to start. And the reason being is because we have 10 different centers across the state of Montana and we all focus on free one-on-one business counseling. And this is very important to small businesses because it helps them understand what they need to know to be able to succeed and to um, start their small business. So we offer that free one-on-one business consulting. Um, you know, and we work really closely with entrepreneurs and business owners to address different challenges that they might be seeing and we can provide guidance on those areas that they need help with, such as, you know, business planning, market research, financial analysis, and different marketing strategies. We always have our clients start with the business plan first, just Mm -hmm. because it really is a comprehensive plan that's the best place to start because it can draft all of their thoughts into one plan and make sure, like Sam was saying earlier, are they still aligning with their goals? Are they going in a different lane? Like, what is their mission? You know, kind of trying to capture all of that on one piece of paper Mm -hmm. um, that we can help guide them and have it be very well structured that we can help them, you know, secure financing and help plan for growth. The market research side of things is very important too because we got to make sure that there is a market. Totally. Um, So when we're doing this, you know, there might not be a market here, but there might be a market international or there might be a market somewhere else. And so it's just really important for us to help our entrepreneurs or small business owners understand who is their target market at the end of the day. And then financing, you know, we can help with um, securing loans and grants and providing other funding opportunities, which is very instrumental um, to small businesses as they're preparing for their loan applications and trying to secure that financing. It can make it a little less intimidating. Totally. Um, I think it's hard when you've never done it before and you're going back and forth to a bank 15 times like, hey, I need, you know, four more documents or two more documents, you know, every single time. And so working with the Small Business Development Center can help you get ready right there, get all of your documents in. So it's a very smooth transition um, from us to, a you know, the funding source. Yeah. I've always thought it was in, like, I think about the big picture here, like what is the SBDC doing on yeah. this like energetic level? And I'm like, what stage do business owners come to you at typically? Any all stage. stages? Yeah. yeah. I've always thought like, here's this, like, you probably have some on the spectrum that are like, just thinking of this grand idea yeah. for a business and then you pro- do you get clients who are well established well meeting? established okay yep. so we get them all we get some that just have an idea in their head and they want to try to figure out how to get that idea onto paper like and wrestled then, out and flushed yeah. out like <laughs> i see you guys as like the counselors helping people yeah. like be realistic and and figure out what the needle is for success for them yeah and then we see clients who are so um already in all of their markets but they want to expand maybe international oh, and wow. so figuring out you know how do we help them get international and working with export montana to provide those opportunities so they can sell their product to germany or canada or whatever that looks sure. like too so it's you know it it's 
I'm sure it's interesting from every like every client is different. You got which, one in the morning probably who's new, and then in the afternoon you've had yep. someone in business for 20 years. I just think that must be fascinating to be that person helping these businesses, and that helps you really get a full picture of what each business. I mean, you've been in this for five years. Yeah, I am sure by now you're like you get a client in there and you're like, oh, do this, this, and this, yep. right? Um, when you're thinking about you know, what have you seen in your line of work that is like hurt a business or like what, what how do people get in their own way? When we're talking yeah. about success, I so often feel like for me as a business owner, I'm like my biggest obstacle right. at times. So I think you have to be able to adapt. So in any line of work, you have to be able to adapt to all of the changing circumstances that are happening, right? Or the market trends or any um, technology tre- um, trends that are going on. You have to be able to keep up with that. It's very crucial. Okay. And so businesses that c- can quickly adjust and adapt to that seem to be more likely to thrive than sure. others that are not willing to adapt to those certain s- circumstances. I think change is huge. Yeah. Um, resistance to change. We've seen that in how many years? Yeah. Um, being able you know, some companies just become too complacent in what their everyday model looks like. And I think that can really um, hurt them. You know, it can lead to, you know, the inability to keep up with competition and trying to, you know, create new products. And that goes into innovation and really always just trying to be able to be more innovative because so many people are going to be doing the same thing. So why should I, you know, why should I buy a product from you if um, Susie down the street selling the same one but is offering it maybe a little more innovative her ingredients are a little bit cleaner you know so you always sure. just have to look at new opportunities you got the do customers research. want yeah. yes yeah try new approaches um, because that's really going to help your growth and improvement overall but on the flip side you know for success i think as long as you have a very good vision like a clean yeah. vision you're going to be successful that's my next um, question i'm like what's the yeah. secret of like i'm sure you have those businesses where they come in the door and you just know yes like, this is you yeah. know what is that energy like? what does that feel like when you're yeah in with a business like that so success can look so different um sure you know when we're working with small businesses we see them all We see some that are wanting to create one job and we see some that are wanting to create 40 jobs. And so I think as a small business owner, you know, creating one job is just as big as creating 40 jobs. Especially in our region. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or working for yourself. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I think it can change from person to person or business to business. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think in general sense, you know, success can be defined as is like as if you're achieving um, one's goals or objectives. So it's whether, you know, it's personal or professional. Um, when we're look at, looking at it, we want to make sure it involves making progress. So yeah. at the end of the day, are you making progress? Yes yeah. or no, right? Um, are we reaching milestones? Did we just sell two new products or did we just launch our business um, to another market? That's success too. Um, but it's not just measured by financial gains. I think it's measured by just a ton of different positive impact factors. Totally. I think that's like as a business owner, you're, you know, obviously you got to pay the bills yeah. at the end of the day. And so often that financial piece is the only measure. And, you know, in terms of economic development and impact in the community, there are so many more measures yes. that are important, especially, you know, for us and our work. And as moms um, with kids, you also have to have that work-life balance. So even if that's a success at the end of the day, totally that's huge. Winning. Right? Yes. <laughs> um, but it's really about finding happiness and making sure at the end of the day you're still aligning to that mission and what you wanted to do. And Totally. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I think, you know, the other part of success is working with the SPDC. We have a ton of different, yeah, yeah. Um, we have a ton of different, you know, services that we can provide and they're all no cost. So it's, it's huge. I know. I think that's such a benefit to the, to, you know, everyone in our region. We are these like rural communities where often are lower income compared to, you know, we're not in New York state, right? Yeah. We're in Montana. And so the fact that the SBDC and all of our services at Headwaters yep. LDC are free, I think, you know, we're just lucky to have this organization in this in this region to be able to support businesses so if you are a small business owner and all of this is like oh my gosh i need to go talk to courtney get online come and talk to me i'll put a link in the show notes for how you can schedule with courtney otherwise you can just go to our website headwatersrcd.org and it's pretty straightforward there where to where to register for services so yay thanks court for sharing i always svdc just such a cool arm of what we get here in our region. And Kelly, as our executive director, you've helped larger scale businesses come to view. You've also had an extensive background working with larger scale businesses, maybe not these mom and pop shops, but you know, your own background. If you want to tell us a little bit about your background, I always love the like, okay, I'm in with a larger, maybe more corporate arm. How can that be applied to a small business? I know as a small business owner, I was listening to the podcast and reading the books and I'm always, what are they doing in a larger business? How does that apply to a smaller business? I think it's such an important piece because there are certain pressures that get to be taken off when you're in that larger, you're all, you've got a team, right? So what do you think, Kelly? Yeah, well, good morning. I'm Kelly Sullivan. I'm the executive director of both Butte Local Development Corp and Headwaters RC&D. I came to this role from the community development side, so I worked okay. on a lot of public projects uh, versus some of these other ladies on our team who work in the small business realm. Uh, I think one of the things that you can take from a large-scale business and apply, um, maybe the biggest thing is to know who your customers are. Of course, if you are a big-scale business, um, say you're an REC Silicon or someone, you're not building a facility that size and going into an endeavor that size without knowing exactly who your customers are. But it's just as critical for a small business. Uh, you kind of can't just hang the sign and hope that everyone will come or think that everyone is your customer. Mm-hmm. You really have to do the work, as mm-hmm. Courtney mentioned, to dial down and see who that customer is. Um, I think the other thing that is critical is to build a marketing line item into your budget. Mm. Uh, I think it can be so hard to do that. People can say, I don't have a budget for that. It's so important to be able to market your small business. And I know a very successful business owner here in Butte who years ago said to me, it's the hardest money you'll ever spend. But it is so critical. And you've heard the, the saying, you've got to spend money to make money. And it is so true. Yeah, I think so often for small business owners, marketing becomes a post on Facebook, which don't get me wrong, can be yes. super helpful. Yes. Social media presence, very crucial to small business. Yeah. But... I like how you're taking it to this make a line item in your budget for marketing. You yeah. can reach marketing to me is so much and I want to do a, a whole episode on this. And so I'm so glad you brought that up, Kelly, because it's so much more than just a presence. It's also spending that money to target that customer yeah. or even understanding your customer, even market research I would include as part of that line, Absolutely. that line item. And there are so many ways now in which to market. I mean 
you know, there, there was the day of TV and radio and television. And now, as you said, there's social media and mm-hmm. there's online marketing and there's bus wraps and there's bench ads. And I mean, there's so di- many yeah. different ways to reach folks. And there's also a lot of really cost effective ways that I think people get a little bit shy and scared about. But like, for example, you know, there's like Kiwanis Club. You can always go and speak about your product there. You can always yes. like, you've got to be like for lack of a better word and what's coming to mind is politicking you got to be politicking your business around town and and getting it out there and I think a lot of people struggle with you know talking about what they do or that confidence piece comes in so I think that's where the SBDC can come in in my opinion and really help you understand what your customers are looking for 100 percent. yeah thank you Kelly I think when I think honestly as a business owner when I first started out I'm like oh what is a marketing line what's a line item like I this is where those services are so important is getting your plan together getting your cash flow analysis going um, how many small businesses come to you that have been in operation for so long they don't have a business plan, Courtney? A lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's like, we, I think we see a lot of people who hear about the services we offer yeah. and they hear grant writing assistance and they come, you know, looking for grants or funding. And I always start a client with where is your business plan? What is yes. your business plan? We have to know what your goals are before we can find a funding program that fits you. Right. And I think bringing it back to that larger scale business, Kelly, you know, in the, they have business plans. They have teams developed. Like, what does that look like on that planning side? And how can a small business owner think like a big business? And what do you think? I think, again, just looking at your team, looking at your budget, and this is something these ladies can help with. Yeah. And, of course, we do that on a smaller scale that, you know, we're not working sure. on business planning with the bigger companies. But I think to look at all of the components of what goes into that, you know, not just at the end of the day, you know, are we in the black? Yeah. But what does it take to get us there? Yeah. And I think COVID taught us that you're not, you're in the black one day, you might not yep. be in the black the next day. Planning for that can be so crucial. What are you going to say, Court? Um, I think another thing too is like figuring out what you're good at and what okay. you're not good at and hiring out the areas that you um, yeah. aren't the best at. Because there's going to be people who are going to be more efficient in that, and that's totally fine. Um, So I think understanding, you know, where you are as a business owner and where you need help is Totally. I think that's a hard, that's one of the hard things, too, is you've really got to take a good look in the mirror. (laughs) (laughs) Which is hard because you're running a business and your whole heart and soul are on the line half the time. And so you've really got to be honest with yourself and have those conversations. Well, and kind of going back to, like, checking to see if you're in the black Mm -hmm. you don't have to be an accounting expert to run your own business um but you should have someone who is an expert helping you um you need someone telling you where you're at daily weekly monthly to make sure that you are moving in a sustainable direction Mm -hmm. um and I've seen a lot of business owners kind of just let the numbers fall to the wayside. All they know is that they're paying their bills and things are looking good. Um, but Southwest Montana is also very tourist driven mm-hmm. and we have seasons. Yeah. Um, yep. Seasons of success and failure and totally money coming in and coming to a complete stop mm-hmm. um, when ski season's over and it's not quite, you know, summertime yet. So it's really important for for planning to just be aware of what your numbers are. And like Courtney said, like, I love hiring professionals to do what they do best Mm. and like consider Mm -hmm. them to be part of my team, even if they're not 
on the payroll if they're just a contractor. Mm. And I think too, um, a lot of times if business owners don't understand the financial aspect of it, they can really mess up their business. And so even if you're hiring out somebody to do your books and to do your accounting, it's really important that you meet with them. Like Sam said, you know, weekly, monthly, bi-weekly, whatever that is, just so you understand where those numbers are coming from and how they're getting them. And you know what, at the end of the day, what drives that, you know, how many more sales do I need to get to reach my sales goal for this month? Totally. Or, whoa, I spent a lot here and didn't sell any of that. Maybe I should relook at my market and see what they're buying and what they're not buying. And yeah. My can't. sister-in-law who's an accountant, she goes, the numbers tell a story. Yeah, <laughs> they do. And I think it takes someone who has that eye because I'm looking at numbers and I'm like, I don't know what story you're talking about, which is <laughs> yeah. why I talk to my sister-in-law who's an accountant. Right? Yeah. And I think it's yeah. such an important you can't um, reach a goal if you're not measuring. You know, you have to totally. be able to have something to measure that goal against. Otherwise, how I do you know when you get there? As a former small business owner, we owned a, uh, we were part owners of a gift shop here in town. And we mm. had a management advisor and we set an annual budget and we met monthly to say, are we on track? Are we getting the sales we need? Is this all panning out the way we hoped? And if it's not, what do you need to do to change? How can you pivot? You've right. got to be ready to pivot. Yeah. You have to. And I think the pa- the pandemic was a, a mm-hmm. huge example of that. Yep. Yeah, and our region was hit hard. We had to have, I know, a lot of businesses shuttered. We're fortunate to have primary. We talked all about primary sector jobs last week. Um, and that pivot moment, I think all of us, not to bring up the, I think everyone is so sick of bringing up the pandemic, but there's so many lessons we all learned as far as resiliency goes, especially for small business owners. Um, I think it's just so important to kind of keep those in mind. And I think one thing too to add is, you know, when we are talking with our small business owners that maybe are new or, you know, they are an existing business that's struggling to get sales is, you know, when they start a new marketing campaign, they need to keep it going. They mm. can't just market for oh a week and then be done. That, I've that heard, is just yes. is bad because then people are like, oh, I haven't seen them post in a while. They must not be doing good. Right. right? And so people get these thoughts in their heads that are very false. It's your own critic. Yes. Your inner critic will, in marketing especially, because you're putting yourself out there. And like I said, I'll do a whole episode on this, but you really put yourself out there and you you can get in your head with every post. Yeah. That's a whole episode about how to post. I'll do that. But um, yeah, you've got to keep up your marketing. It's got to be mm-hmm. consistent. It's got to be um, something that's coming you know, in and out of where your business is at. And, and yeah, you can't measure a post as you're planning day to day. But we haven't heard from Jess, who's Jess Pendleton, who is our new director of loan services. And we're speaking a little bit about the financial side earlier. Jess, you're our director of loan services. What is success? Maybe introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about where you were before, because you haven't always been our director of loan services. Yes. Hello, everyone. I'm Jess Pendleton. I am the director of loan services up at Headwaters and BLDC. Prior to coming into this role, I was the Food and Ag Development Center director at Headwaters, where Sam serves that role now. And success to me, uh, I know a lot of these ladies have covered a lot um, similar things that I would definitely agree on, but basically um, having a plan in place and being able to take actionable steps to get to that plan, using your resources and being able to adapt because 
We've all seen many businesses face setbacks and so we can pretty much say that you will have setbacks, but it's important to being, be able to pivot and adapt and still move forward. Um, yeah, I think that's that part where we're talking about the business plan being so crucial is if yeah. you plan for those ups and downs, then they're not such a shock, right? Oh, yeah. I'm thinking about... Success is not linear. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, I would fail this... forward, all those yeah, things. Yeah, you've seen yeah, that meme. Yeah. I love <laughs> yeah. that meme where it's like what you think success looks like, and it's like a straight line up, and then like what it actually looks like, and it's like a squiggly oh. line going forwards and backwards and up and down, and it's like there could not be truer especially in terms of small businesses and in a smaller region um all of us love being from southwest montana and we love our region but you know it does have its challenges um being seasonal being tourist driven being that we only have so many primary sector jobs available right yeah we only have so many resources so yeah and i've noticed a few several different trends but i think the most significant one is the growing number of businesses that are seeking capital support. Mm. Um, We work closely with our ladies in our small business development center and as Courtney and Logan are um, assisting them, they identify capital as one of their needs and so they'll, they do a great job of preparing them for coming to the loan department and having their loan application complete and it just really streamlines the process. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, when I was putting this episode together and I was thinking about one of the big questions as a business owner on my brain is like, what makes a business stand out on a loan application? What is that like where you're like, oh, this is going to get funded? And keep in mind here that Headwaters RCD, you know, we don't compete, you know, Butte Local Development Corporation, we don't compete with banks, but we take on some of those higher risk applicants because new businesses as Courtney I love the way you say this but you're like they don't have that history that a bank is going to require and so we work with banks to help get this capital so I know you've only been in the role for a couple of months here not even a couple of months probably six weeks now uh July 1 is when I officially okay, no, transferred God. into this role so, so we're coming weeks. up on one month but wow. I think I, even if with your background with FADC yeah. I know you helped um applicants apply for grants what are some you know things that help people stand out on these either grant applications or loan applications the number one thing i would say is best business practices and that means keeping a solid track record of your finances pay your debts on time and use your resources like the SBDC to help you maintain a healthy cash flow. That'll really improve your chances of securing funding, whether it is a grant or a loan. Sure. I think one thing to add to that too is like skin in the game. You see that and you hear that term all the time. You know, clients that, um, you know, have more skin in the game. Um, They're creating jobs, you know, they're very motivated is obviously gonna stand out too. Um, I know Jess can talk more about having skin in the game and what that looks like on her side of In my head, I'm like, is that collateral? Like, what is that? (laughs) Yeah, so do you want to talk about that? Yeah, it could be collateral or, in general, um, investments into your business. We like, when a loan application comes into us, we like to see 10% of that request down, and that just indicates your personal investment into the business and um, just a measure of long-term success for the business. Yeah, you know, if you want to finance the the entire request, it, it's a little bit riskier for us, and it sure. just doesn't show as good of commitment on the borrower's end. Sure. And I think 
it's a little bit harder to walk away from a business that isn't succeeding if you put in all this money, right? You're gonna, you've invested in it. You've put in, you know, all, most of your savings. Um, you've taken out a bunch, a huge loan for sure. it. And so it's a little bit harder to walk away from that rather than if you tried to 100% finance a deal because at the end of the day, they didn't put up $20,000 sure. towards the project There's or no even skin 5, in the game. Exactly. <laughs> so that's where it makes it very important um, on Jess's end of things. I think that's crucial. Maybe it's because I'm a mom, but I'm thinking of the princess and the frog. Tiana saves up her whole life <laughs> to like buy this restaurant, right? Yeah. Okay. There's my momhood showing. But you know, she really worked hard and I think that's what you guys are talking about here is making sure that this is in alignment with who you're going to be and what you're going to be doing for the next however many years it takes to run your business. Um, I was thinking about leaving our listeners here with what are some things they can do right now in their business to get to that definition of success. Maybe you already have a business plan. Maybe you don't have a business plan. One of the things I was thinking about is ask yourself and define for yourself what success means to you. And for me, these are asking yourselves questions like, is it a dollar amount? Is it a client amount? I think getting really specific here as a business owner um, is super important because this is what, again, I talked about it being that heartbeat you know, document. But as you go back, this is what's going to like help you determine whether you need to cut things in your business or grow things in your business. So don't just because it's a simple practice of like, what's my mission or my business. I think sometimes because it's a simple thing to put together and maybe it's not for some businesses, but we think simple means it's not that important. And it's super important to get these, you know, these values in line and, and you're where you're going in mm-hmm. line. Um, and if you need help with that, you know, if you're an agricultural business, come talk to Sam. If you're needing help from SBDC, come talk to Courtney getting those values in line is there anything you guys would add for like questions people could ask themselves I, I would just say I think it's really important um if you have a business plan already to be revisiting that often mm. try to revisit it every year um your mission statement may also change and I think it really helps to get your team involved in building that mission statement yeah um because it does change mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm thinking about Kelly's meeting when you were, you know, part-time owner of that business here in town. It's like, nope, we got together once a month and we were like, are we doing it or are we not doing it? And it's almost like do that for yourself and your business. Get together with yourself once a month. Are we making it or are we not making it? Yeah. I think the other thing I'd point out is when you're setting that budget for your business for the year, be willing to share some of that with your frontline staff. You know, here's what we need to sell today in order to be successful. Here's what we need to sell this week in order to make our month. Um, be yeah, be that willing to be that transparency is huge and gives you uh, gives your employees a little more buy in. Yeah, and yeah. then people want to do good. Like yes, most people do. are like, give me a goal and I'm gonna crush yeah. it. Yeah, um, people are competitive. Yeah, mm-hmm. they are. And so it kind of creates that energy behind things. And I think that goes back to being a, a good leader. I think as small mm-hmm. business owners, we all need to be very good leaders because. We have the community watching us, but also our business um, employees, right? And so if we're a good leader, we can, you know, have that positive work culture where they're going to want to sell more for you. They're going to want to work harder for you. Um, It's just going to be more efficient in your overall business model and your plan. So, you know, if you're not the everyday um, manager 
um, at your business, make sure it is somebody who is a good leader and can, you know, treat totally. the staff good. And that's going to make your overall sales better because they're going to want to work harder for you. And they're going to find ways too that might help your business yeah. out when they're incentivized like that. What if we did it this way? I noticed so-and-so is doing this. And right. I think this would be helpful. Yeah. And then I think one other thing is marketing and branding. I think, you know, having an established marketing um, plan or a brand is gonna help you a lot too because people will see that brand and they'll be like, oh my God, that's Kayla's business. I bought from her a month ago and I loved it, right? And so it just does something and it makes it recognizable and they wanna buy again. So you're making sure all of that stuff stays consistent. Totally, totally. Another thing I was thinking is like just putting that, all of these steps, you know, you were doing the bigger picture thinking but then having an action plan. So what does that look like? Are you gonna post on social media three times a week? Like actionable steps in your business plan I think are crucial and maybe they're not Courtney you tell me this are they part of the business plan would you put action steps in there is this I'm a spreadsheet person I want to check the list off of like things I can do this week to be productive but what is that action yeah so one thing we can do is we can develop a very comprehensive business plan and there's some marketing um work in there okay but then you can attach an exhibit as a strict marketing plan and then you can have your actionable steps and what you're going to achieve um and all of that okay yeah perfect um because sometimes i think the action is not the fun aspects either like what do we need to cut and i think that's that can be really hard facing you know maybe something was your dream and you're like it's just not working the way it it can and so putting something on the chopping block yeah is also an action which can be tough i think customer service is huge too Mm -hmm. um nowadays Mm -hmm. sometimes when you go into small businesses you know sometimes depending where you're going it's almost like they don't want to help you and so making sure your team is customer service driven um prior to joining economic development i was a waitress at the montana club for 10 years okay and so i would always try to upsell because when you upsell you got a better tip because your ticket number would be a little bit higher right so you'd always try to get them to order the cheese fries or, you know, the more expensive. It's incentive yeah. for you. Yeah. yeah. Are you sure you don't want Huckleberry? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, making sure your customer service is on point too, because people do remember that, how they were treated and they'll want to come back and support you. Totally. Anyone else have thoughts about like act, taking action, what that kind of looks like? Everyone's looking at me. I'm sure I have tons <laughs> to say about that. <laughs> Well, I just thinking like executing, you know, yeah. I, I was thinking back to when you had to shutter your doors, right? You had to take action. These people, this is their livelihood too. And you know, the best action right now is shutting down. Sometimes yeah. it's that tough decision. Well, even you had to adapt and change um, when you were in like the home goods because there was competition. So like, what did you have to do to adapt, right? You had to constantly know your market and what yeah, other people were it's, selling. It's so true. And that kind of goes back to like the marketing plan and the marketing research. Yeah. Yeah. I think that then I want to know what you guys think, but when you can take action from a place of it being really quick, like not overthinking something, I sometimes think that's like the best way to be in mm-hmm. alignment with your values is just like, what's the first thought? What does your body tell you it wants to do? Because... I think when you get into that overthinking territory, when you're taking action is when people take the wrong action or they're questioning right. or they're dragging their feet on taking action. 
I think, what is it, Mel Robbins? Doesn't she have that five, four, three, two, one? She counts backwards. I don't know if you guys follow Mel Robbins, but I don't. She's like, if you don't want to, if you go look it up, it's like the five second rule, I think she calls okay. it. But if you don't know what you're going to do, like count backwards from five and then just make, you just got to make a decision and live <laughs> with it. Yeah. I'm not saying make major decisions like that in your business, but if you're really dragging your feet, you know, see where that gets you, see where you can. The quicker, I think, not that I'm trying to put pressure on anybody, but make an action from a place of just, we're doing this mm-hmm. and seeing where it goes. Yeah. yeah. A decision like can that. be better than like no decision. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. indecision is where yeah. in a business you, you can drag your feet and then you're like, your numbers are going down. It's like, oh, I should have made that decision. It's like decisions aren't like set in stone. You it's can not pivot. permanent. It's not yeah. permanent. You well, can always go back. And that yeah. kind of goes back to that whole like discussion about shutting down the restaurant during the pandemic. Like I'd also say that yeah, an action is sometimes quitting. Yeah, but <laughs> And I think quitting is really powerful. It can actually be really powerful mm-hmm. and like knowing when to stop and Exactly. Action. Exactly. Yeah. Um There's a lot of wisdom in that. Yeah. I've worked for a ton of companies and a ton of industries and a ton of roles. And it's something I've had to work on, but like, I like when quitting something feels good. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. And quitting sometimes is just quitting a product or quitting a line of service, yeah. right? It doesn't have to be that. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to touch on before we get done is just planning for those ups and downs and thinking about, you know, what we think success looks like. That meme I was thinking about that I talked about where it's like, it's not a straight line. It's all over the place. Um, doing some research and planning for when things aren't going well because we all have those months of ups and downs and yeah anyone else have closing thoughts about success before we sort of wrap I don't think so I feel like we hit on a lot of uh, facets of it I do too yeah if you're looking for services or help with your definition of success I recommend you go to, you know, either Butte Local Development's website, bldc.net, or you can go to headwatersrcnd.org. You can find us there. You can register for SBDC services. You can work with Sam in the food and ag department. Maybe you need capital. Maybe you need to come talk to Jess and try to get, you know, a loan package together. That's what we're here for. And I just want to thank our listeners and thank you to everyone on the staff team who joined me today to kind of hash out this definition of success. All right, everybody, we'll catch you next week.